Mark. Grant. I want to let that one slide. I was trying to throw you off your game. I was trying to do my stuff first. But you have to remember that, like, that's just unhelpful. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God, Grant. Oh, my God. (sighs) So after last week, after last week, you say, oh, I just want to throw you off your game a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm the worst friend possible, aren't I? You're the worst podcasting friend as of right now. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No, you're not kidding me. No, I'm not. I mean, you are. No, you're not kidding me. Okay, anyway, I had a pretty good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did have a good weekend. That's right. Were were you in Iowa this weekend? Yeah, I was in Iowa. Nice. Doing fun stuff. I saw. (laughs) Yeah, It it was a good time. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to give any spoilers because I was I was on the set of a movie and so I signed some confidentiality agreements, so I can't really talk much about it. But yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah. Feel, so I'll, I'll filming I'll Field talk of Dreams two, the only the only movie that could possibly be filmed in Iowa. <laughs> no, there's plenty of movies that could be filmed in Iowa. Signs two isn't Signs a movie like an alien movie? Well, I don't freaking know. Signs, Mark, I'm not cultured film. like that. Uh, I'm just checking. I want to see where it takes place, if it actually takes place in Iowa, or if it just takes place in some other rural Midwestern area. Uh, crop circles, crop circles. Uh, uh, where are they? Just as living on a farm. That's unhelpful. Come on, Shyamalan, tell me where you lived. Uh, oh, location, filmed in Pennsylvania. So not, not Iowa. the Midwest. Nope. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I uh, I watched a sunset on the beach while reading a book. Nice. It was very idyllic. Did it become hard to read the book much after sunset? I didn't really stay much after sunset. It was okay. actually a little disappointing because it was kind of cloudy out. <laughs> Oh no! Like it was, it was clear overhead, but cloudy on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. So I just got kind of a faint pink scattering of light off in the distance, and then that was mostly it. So after that, I was I just kind of left. Uh, but it was still mm-hmm. nice to be outside for a while. And then yesterday, I went to the Air and Space Museum, which I've gone to a number of times. It's actually one of two museums out of like fifteen in the main park in San Diego that I've actually been to. Um, But I really like it there. And I went there with my dad when my parents visited a few months ago. But since Mm -hmm. then, they have flushed out a new exhibit uh, all about space. Uh, Specifically focused on the space race and stuff to do with going to the moon and all that. And it was super cool. I got to see, they they had like the actual real life re-entered through orbit command module from Apollo 9. That's cool. It was super cool to see in person. Like, like you know, a lot of stuff in museums don't often affect me, but yeah. I, like seeing all the moon stuff and and like they had videos and recordings of people uh, they had one of the Apollo 9. Uh, so like the whole thing, Apollo 9 was the first time that they were testing 
um, oh, what was it? That, like they did it. They did an EVA, so like a spacewalk, basically. And then they were testing. That's what it was. They they had the lunar module and the command module separate, and then they did spacewalks out of them, and then redock. I think is what it was. Um, while orbiting around the Earth, and then re-entered, and so they had a bunch of audio and a little bit of video around those spacewalks, and they had a whole bunch of, um, like real Neil Armstrong stuff that the Armstrong family had donated to the exhibit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they had what did they have? I think they had his helmet. They had a letter handwritten by Charles Lindbergh, um, to Neil Armstrong. And just a whole bunch of stuff, and, and like, and just actually seeing like the actual lunar module, and seeing like, oh, like this is where it got all burnt up, and seeing like, oh, these are like the, like you could see the actual holes where they had engines, or, or I guess where the propulsion would come out to do mm-hmm. like pitch and yaw and roll, like things angled in different directions on this weirdly shaped thing, you yeah. know, like it was so cool. I don't know. I just like, I think it's been a long time since I've really been to a museum. And when I was a little kid, it was like, oh, they'd have cool demonstrations, but it doesn't stick with you in the same way. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm an adult and seeing stuff that's a bit more recent and, and not really like, not growing up being like, like I know my trivia surrounding that stuff, both mm-hmm. from just like my dad, like my, my dad's dad. Uh, worked with Pratt and Whitney, uh, who uh, was the company behind building a lot of the stuff with, uh, I think it was the Saturn V rocket. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was very, like, growing up, very aware of that stuff, and, and sort of passed it along to us, but not that directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It was just like super. It was super cool and like a little emotional to, in some way, to be there and see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think museums get enough credit. You don't? I don't know. Maybe just maybe just the people that I talk to. I just don't know. Like, I haven't gone to many museums. I don't know a lot of people who do go to many museums. And so I just don't think that... Like, like just like your, your local museum, you know? Like, people know some of the big ones. And obviously you live in Chicago, so you have some really crazy good museums i mean mm-hmm. obviously you're a little far away from chicago but like you know you have some really awesome stuff there and i when i visited chicago last year with aaron we went to what's the sort of what are some of the museums the sciencey one is the museum of science and industry uh, no there's a different one the f- is it am i just thinking the of- field museum maybe i'm thinking of the field museum i haven't been there yet so no spoilers uh, I'm just gonna look it up. Okay, yeah, it's it's science and industry. I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Museum of Science and Industry has like an actual U-boat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see that when I was there because no? we planned our time really badly. Oh no. We spent all of our time doing like the slightly less cool stuff because we didn't notice like what things were and where they were. I see. We didn't fully understand the scale of the museum for the amount of time that we had. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we spent the majority of our time in probably the places that we, like, it was still, like, fun and cool to see, but it was, like, we, we definitely 
like missed out on some of the coolest like we spent like 10 minutes in the like space area and i definitely could have spent like hours there sure yeah i feel that but yeah i don't know i just feel like yeah like you know you're you're in chicago now and and there's obviously awesome museums there and if you're someone like you know, like i've gone to dc a couple times now and obviously the museums there are very well known and they have really cool stuff but if you just go somewhere seemingly arbitrary and go to whatever museum i i just think like yes some museums that are just kind of household names in a sense are well known and well respected but i just think museums as like a thing don't hold similar to something like public libraries like i don't think people appreciate how much those sorts of entities do mm-hmm. for just sort of everybody like thinking like i never appreciated in, in a real concrete way all the museums that i went to growing up and how formative yeah. that probably was for me okay so i don't know and I, I just i want to try and make a conscious effort to do better about that especially like you know in balboa park in san diego there's whatever 15 18 museums i don't remember how many museums there are but there's a lot and i've been to like two of them been to air yeah. and space and i've been to the free art museum that they have there mm-hmm. but they also have just like a general purpose science museum and a natural history museum and a lot of very cultural specific museums they have a model railroad museum <laughs> which are like I, I when i went to kansas city i went to a model train museum it is so much fun they're so cool <laughs> yeah they're so like just the amount of work that goes into that sort of stuff people who are really engaged in that in those things it's super fun it's so cool mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes go to museums people support your local museums it's good for Message your brain brought to you by mark yeah I don't know. I think that also part of it is probably just like I feel like to some extent there's almost on and this is on me is an almost uh I don't know I, maybe arrogance is probably the right word like an arrogance of like oh I'm a, I'm a nerdy person like how much can some of these museums teach me mm-hmm. like because because on average if I go to some arbitrary museum. I know a lot of the stuff that's being talked about. Yeah. And and a function of that, or or a reason for that is I'm more inclined to go to science museums because on the surface, that's what I'm interested in. And so that would be the sort of museum I'd go to. Even though if I stop to think for a second, it's like, well, like, yes, I can kind of be engaged and be entertained by how they present stuff. And like, you know, I went to the science museum on Fridays mm-hmm. after five o'clock in college when it's $5 student nights. Uh, and, and it's fun to just go hang out and play around with some of the stuff, even if mm-hmm. I kind of already know what's going on. Cause like I've taken a college physics class now. Yeah. Um, but I, I tend to underappreciate and not take advantage of other museums that are way outside of my wheelhouse, whether that be art or history or cultural museums. Mm-hmm that because they're outside of my comfort zone i'm less likely to go to even though i'd probably uh get a lot more out of it yeah yeah i don't go to many other types of museums very often i always i always love it when i go to an art museum 
but I never want to go to an art museum. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, going into it when, like, last time I was doing an art museum, it was, I was visiting a friend and he suggested it and I was like, okay, yeah, we'll do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm here to, like, see you and, like, have fun with you and you just moved to this new city and you want to go do this. So I'll come along to, like, humor you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not necessarily thrilled about this. But then we were there and it was, like, it was great. It was super cool and I had a great time there. But it was just, like, one of those things that going into it, I was just kind of like, yeah, I feel like we could do something better with our time. But, like, no, it was fun. I'm glad we went. Well, when you visit, we'll go to the Free Art Museum followed by the Model Railroad Museum. Okay. I'll I'll do it because <laughs> I care about you, Mark. <laughs> I promise you will enjoy it. Okay. There's no way you wouldn't. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Let's get going. I have an easy comic for you tonight. Okay. Oh, yeah, you do. Marky Mark tonight shows a Kelvin and Hobbes comic by Bill Watterson, which means that he's really phoning it in. Um, so Kelvin walks up to his father, who is sitting at a desk at a computer, and Kelvin asks, Why does ice float? And his dad replies, Because it's cold. Ice wants to get warm. So it goes to the top of liquids in order to be nearer to the sun. Is that true? Calvin asks. Look it up and find out, his father replies. Calvin walks off, saying, I should just look up stuff in the first place. And his dad replies, You can learn a lot talking to me. (laughs) I love all the Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin's dad just totally BSing <laughs> everything about science. <laughs> do you think he's BSing or do you think he's trolling? Uh, well, it, I mean, you know Calvin and Hobbes better than I do. I, so. I would say yes. Like that's not a yes or no question. It's it's def it's an occlu- it's an inclusive or answer. Like he is he is BSing in a certain sense whether it's he doesn't like like there are times where he shows that he does actually know a lot like there's a there's a famous comic where he is showing how if you look at two points on say a spinning record that they have the same rotational uh, velocity essentially this is what he's saying he's it's the same rotational velocity mm-hmm. but that the outside point is moving much faster than the inside point linearly yeah. Because it has to travel more distance at the same time, and Calvin like looks completely shocked, and the last frame is him with his eyes wide open, wide at night, thinking about this. <laughs> and and so there are points where it's like, oh yeah, he's clearly trolling, but it, it's just hard to tell. I I, I think of it as a, a mix of both. Okay. But uh, scientific misconceptions has nothing to do with what I want to talk about. <laughs> Dang it. I'm pulling a grant in terms of how far off this is from what Ooh. I want to talk about. <laughs> can I can I give a couple guesses of what I think it's going to be about? Be my guest. Is it about liquids? Mm, no. The sun? No. Yeah, computers. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about ice? It is about ice. <laughs> yeah! Oh my gosh, wait. Is it about ice, or is it about, like, iced tea? It's about ice. Dang it. So. I got a new treat last night at the store. 
Oh, crap. I don't know the last time that I bought it. Oh, this is... Oh, I'm going I'm to kill you. If you... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I want to preface this with... I don't want... I'm trying to avoid our Being pre- previously hostile conversations related to frozen goods. <laughs> We're already hostile, Mark. If you, if Grant, you say Grant. what I think you're going to say. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with popsicles. Oh, thank God. I didn't get a bomb pop. We're not talking about that. <sighs> Let's not even bring it up then. What'd you <laughs> I, get? I got Luigi's Lemon Ice. <gasps> no way. Mark, yeah. do you know what I bought two weeks ago at the grocery store because it was Did on you sale? actually? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my last one last night. That's amazing. <laughs> so do you have like, do you have a history with these things? I'm sure I had one growing up, but not really. No. Hmm. Like, okay, what prompted you to get one? I vaguely remembered them. I I was like pretty sure I'd had them before, and I was at the grocery store, and I was like, I walked by them, and they were on sale, and I was like, you know what, Grant, you haven't like gotten a treat for yourself yet this grocery shopping trip, so like, you need to treat yourself, and that's on sale, so that's like, treat yourself and like balling on a budget, <laughs> and so. I was like, that's the best of both worlds. And oh, man. so I They're bought so it. They're so cheap. It They're was not really great. that cheap. Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on what your basis for comparison is. If I'm comparing it to ice cream, it's super cheap. Not compared to, like, bulk ice cream. Oh, yeah, but I don't buy bulk ice cream, really. Because bulk ice cream doesn't come in the multitude of interesting flavors that I tend to enjoy. My my point is, I got a pack of six of these for like three bucks. Wait, what? I got ripped off. Apparently. Mine weren't even on sale. That's just the price. <laughs> I got swindled. <laughs> what did you pay? I paid like five bucks. Oh man, yeah, that isn't a, that isn't a good deal at all. <laughs> like I was like, these are kind of pricey. But it's cheaper than they would be at normal. I think I paid that much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I paid less. You'll now have I'm to find the out. question. I'll well. have to go find my receipt. <laughs> but but yeah, we're going to do this after the podcast because <laughs> I'm not doing it now. Yeah, I don't know. I just I have such a strong memory of these. Like growing up, it was such a common, simple treat to give us. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, obviously during the summer, like it was just, it was just a staple thing to have in our freezer. And I don't, I don't know what you'll think about this. I think you'll forgive me because I was a little kid as we would always microwave them for just like five seconds, 10 seconds. No, I can see that after eating them recently. I yeah. totally you, understand why. Like you need to let it like either that or you need like, cause kids don't have the patience to just hold it in their hands and let their hands freeze as it melts just enough to get a little bit of like. A snow coney uh, mm-hmm. sort of consistency to it, where you can actually get some of the lemony taste to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't actually do that this time. I was like, I don't like. I remember doing that, but it's been a long time, and I don't remember how long I microwaved these things for. And I feel like I'm an adult who can just handle this. Yeah. Uh, so I did. I just you know held it for a little bit and let it melt a little bit and went to town. But oh, it was so good. Oh, it was so good, Grant. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed your treat, Mark. It was even like I, after work, I played tennis by myself for a little bit. <laughs> oh. uh, I actually, I actually went to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday and got a a six pack of tennis canisters. 
So I got uh, or six whatever cans, I guess is is as close to the correct term, right? Mm-hmm. Six cans of tennis balls for like thirteen dollars, which is pretty swell. Mostly because when I've played it by myself at the tennis court, which again is kind of awkward, but like I got to do what I got to do to just do something nominally active. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really annoying to just have three tennis balls and you just yeah. hit them three times <laughs> or if you're exactly. serving if a few more than three to get them over consistently but they just walk to the other side and repeat until you're mm-hmm. done <laughs> so this time i i opened up one more can and had six which was a major improvement it's a major quality of life improvement to have six <laughs> tennis balls because it, no because when you have six you can't even yeah. fit them all in your pocket now it feels like oh i am just overloaded with tennis balls i fit three in my pocket i have one in my hand and i still have two more by my feet it's yeah crazy you feel like you're you're living in the lap of luxury i really do like i felt like i was at a tennis club wearing like a little white s- scarf around my neck to ward off the, s- the hot sun <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway Mark. so after that i came inside and i was like you know what i have these lemon ices sitting in my freezer this is the perfect time for just a little, you know, it's, it's just like a little thing. It's perfect for just like a little quick cool off thing. It's like eating a thing of yogurt, except way better. Yeah, they're definitely a fun little snack. And I don't know, I don't know if they used to have this, but I looked when I finished, I looked on the side and it said something to the effect of eat slowly um, for fear of inevitable brain freeze or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if you have that on yours. I don't remember. I I honestly didn't examine the packaging. I just ate them. That's okay. It was like on the actual thing. Um, But I don't remember ever seeing that before. But it was true. I do get... Actually, let me ask you this. Do you get brain freeze? Yeah, if I go real hard with something cold. It's not like a a common thing, though. It's more rare. Okay, because I feel like all I've ever experienced... Is what I could only ever describe as throat freeze. Like, I don't understand what brain freeze is because I don't think I've ever experienced it. So you haven't felt the, like, like the, I don't want to say like the front and top of head, like, headache or pain. That is what it actually is. (laughs) I think so. Because growing up, growing up, like, I'd always see this in pop culture so to speak is everybody would get brain freezes from whatever you know uh, from being kids on a tv show and they'd drink or eat something too fast that was cold and they'd like clench their heads and growing up like i think my siblings and i i don't think any of us really suffer from actual brain freeze and we'd all use the term brain freeze but we all knew that we were experiencing the same thing, and we we're like, "What's up with this pop culture? They don't understand what a brain freeze is." Because for us, it was just like a severe coldness in our throat. Yeah, no, that's you're wrong. Do you ever get that though, or is it always in your head? I don't. I don't know. I haven't thought about this ever. Maybe. Huh. I'll I don't say you don't think of these things when you're like a kid. Yeah sort of a childhood did you have let me guess you weren't you didn't think about quicksand when you were a kid no i thought about quicksand okay well at least we have that in common (laughs) i was really into like survival and crap and like that's a that's a real survival trope that's right as a kid i knew it was bs but i still knew how to survive 
<laughs> I'm not sure if I had the mental capacity as a kid when I was interested in quicksand to understand that it wasn't relevant to anything. <laughs> like, it definitely wasn't, like, in early childhood, but, like, definitely at least, like, middle school or high school Grant knew that. Hmm. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> I was still a kid back then. I know. I'm still a kid, so. Yeah, well, I'm an ice man. Lemon ice, bro. Next time, they didn't have it, but I was actually really aiming for the raspberry lemon ice. Ooh, that sounds tasty. It's it's definitely my favorite over just normal lemon ice. When I go to baseball games or things like that, it's... Oh, I love getting a raspberry lemon ice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Except those containers are much larger than just a normal little Luigi's lemon ice. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I liked about it is just it was just like a little tiny snack and it was pre portioned out so I couldn't like eat all of it at once. You know? Yeah, and it's not it's not like messy like a popsicle or something or an ice cream novelty treat. Like it's just a very straightforward little thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm so happy I decided to get those over getting like a pint of Ben and Jerry's for twice the price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have already been gone. Uh, good times I still want a Choco Taco though I still have never had a Choco Taco that's gonna be the that's gonna be a big thing that we do Grant is it? we're gonna get Choco Tacos together okay and you will you will see my point of view okay I promise okay Uh, it's the little things in life yeah I'm also really tired though I've been teaching Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sucks teaching in the morning are you struggling with it a bit? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm struggling it's just a different mindset it's just much harder to be like oh let me go teach in the morning and expend all this energy dealing with way more kids first of all I my class size is twice as large um, and so, you know, handling all these kids and then go quickly have lunch and then get to work and try and make my brain focus on things again. Yeah, I can, I can imagine how that would be difficult. Yeah, like, it's almost like, ima- imagine waking up. You know, I wake up early. I tend to actually do a little bit of work before I go teach, just so that I can kind of get out at the time I like to in the afternoon. But just imagine waking up like you're going to wake up for work. And then just like, I don't know, babysitting or just doing a bunch of chores. And then and driving around and then eating lunch at home and then going into work at one. And to think about like how much you think you could actually get done with your afternoon at work. Like, maybe we're different in that way, but, like, that's just, like, I can't do that easily. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how I would, like, specifically react to that. There's part of me that's, like, I don't know, I think I could probably handle that, but then there's another chunk of me that's, like, no, that definitely could be a struggle and it might be just disastrous for me. So, I, I don't know, it's one of those things I probably would never know unless I actually lived it, you know? Yeah, fair enough. I don't know, that's just like, that's why I have, that's why I keep such an early schedule, 
I mean, part of it is I like to have in the afternoons, but like it is really just I focus so much better in the morning. Um, I can get a lot done in the morning before lunch, and then after lunch, I tend to like. <laughs> that's why I don't stay for very long after lunch because I stink after lunch. Like sometimes I can get some real work done, but most of the time I just wait to. I keep all my busy work for the afternoon. Yeah. You know. So. Well, shall we? Yeah. Cool. Oh, this is a new one. That's exciting. I pulled out all the stops tonight. All right, I'm looking forward to it. We have a whole 15 minutes instead of five. Oh, God. Oh, God. I shouldn't have said that. So, Grant brought... (laughs) How fitting. He brought Cornered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By Mike Baldwin. And there uh, are... Uh, we see two guys hugging. One is actually hugging the other. The one is looking a, a bit befuddled, not really knowing what to do, not really hugging back. And the caption says, Business relationships are tricky. While a handshake may not always seem enough, a hug is always too much. So did you hug someone, Grant? Did someone hug you? No, I didn't. And it... Oh, well, Okay. Not that doesn't pertain to what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. I figured I'd ask. It's not specifically about hugging, um, but good shot, good shot. That's definitely a, the type of thing that I would do with this comic. Um, but I actually chose this comic because it focuses on relationships and dealing with I don't not necessarily tricky things in relationships, but relationships that feel I'm describing this badly let's start over I chose this comic because the text uses the word relationships and I wanted to talk about the word relationships tonight okay (laughs) I feel like that's more direct and to the point so recent like I guess ever for the past like year and a half two years of my life I've done a lot of thinking about relationships in general I guess kind of ever since entering college and like becoming an RA. One of the things throughout college that I spent a lot of that a lot of time thinking about was how I establish relationships with people and how in like the beginning stages of my relationships with people I establish the type of relationship that I want to have with them. And I have done a lot of thinking about what types of relationships are most mutually beneficial in different types of situations like what types of relationships it was really helpful to build with professors or people that I look up to people who would be mentors for me or what types of relationships it was good to build with my friends and my peers Mm -hmm. and then like what types of relationships as an RA it was useful to build with residents and how those how different classes of relationships differed in the way that I began said relationships and how I established them to be distinctly different things, essentially. Um, And so I feel like the building of relationships is something that I've, at least personally for myself, I've flushed out fairly well. Um, There's always questions or thoughts that come up in my head that make me question my, like, how I view 
starting relationships. But one of the things that has kind of come up more recently in my life that I haven't really put as much thought into is the idea of having relationships that I'm not that I'm unsatisfied with, but having relationships that I'm not happy with the current place that I'm at in said relationship. What like, are you trying to say? Like friendships that <laughs> I like someone who like is kind of a close acquaintance, but I wish like they were a closer friend or like people who like were friends, but I wish I, they were more of like a close confidant um someone who like i can have like more deeper conversations with than we actually do or on the other end of the spectrum people who like at one point were really close friends of mine but now i'm just like kind of significantly less committed to that relationship and i'm more okay with them becoming more of just a casual acquaintance at this point in my life so this is how the podcast ends what no no <laughs> That was the joke I was attempting to make earlier, but evidently oh. that one didn't work, so I had to I had to strike at it again. <laughs> no, I thought that I was just explaining it really poorly, and <laughs> no, you were fine. super confused. <laughs> nah, you're fine. Remember, I speak Grant. <laughs> I know, but it was good that I took a shot to explain it a second time, because the listeners so. don't all speak Grant. Most of them do. At this but, point, they have to. Or else they wouldn't be here. Yep. But yeah, it's... It's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, and I don't necessarily have, like, a specific question for you, but, so I'm just going to keep monologuing. Unless you have, like, input to give, um, feel free to interrupt me at any point. And you haven't interrupted me, so I'm going to continue monologuing for a hot sec here. So, one of the things with, like, this idea about I don't know. I'm always uncomfortable with like changing relationships that I have that I feel like are like kind of set in whatever their established way is, is like, especially with like relationships that I have with people where like, we're not super close at the moment. It always feels weird to like try to get back into having a like closer relationship with people because it feels like you're just like reaching out out of nowhere and there's just like that opportunity for for rejection i guess is what i'm thinking about um and that's just like always an awkward thing i don't know no i just don't really have any place to go so (laughs) do you have any like i'm not gonna ask for like a specific person or anything but do you have any people in your life where like you wish your relationship with them was different than it was currently? I, th- I mean, yeah, I, I think that there are maybe one or two that come to mind. Um, I, I think for me, I've had the benefit of, you know, like we've talked about at length, just the difference in the relationships that we've made, especially throughout college. Yeah. In terms of, like, I have the benefit of most of my friends I have known for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And when friendships are born out of just being kids together or being teenagers together or whatever, um, 
those are the sort of relationships that just continue to feel natural in a certain way. And you don't think about, you, you, I don't think about characterizing them beyond them being the most general purpose of friends. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there are a couple people who sort of get tacked onto that. A couple of people that I met in college who I think are closer to that. But I think that, like, I have a hard time sort of um, either, well, first of all, just in general, meeting new people to hang out with and stuff. I wasn't great at that in college. Um, and also just sort of compartmentalizing friends in any way. And I don't think that's what you're getting at at all. But I, I can see a situation where there are friends who, like the most natural situation that I can think of where what you're talking about comes up is someone who became a friend through a either a specific activity or just sort of a tangential friend. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of want to figure out how to take it somewhere beyond just like oh we're sort of mutual friends of this other friend or whatever the situation is you know yeah and i've been there like and with like one person in particular that i can think of where it's like oh like we were sort of well actually probably way more than one uh that i can think of but one immediately comes to mind more coming to mind now where it's like oh we were sort of pretty much mutual friends and then somehow we managed to move beyond that whatever whatever it was like i can't really think of what specifically it was um and now like i just feel like to some extent like once you leave college everything even though it's like oh you're not that different of a person because like we've only been out of college for a year but the life situation is so different that it makes figuring out all that way harder yeah so if so if nothing else you have my sympathy even if i can't think of specific instances right now like i don't know how i would handle all of that right now Mm-hmm. you know um because i did put in a lot of effort like i've said before trying to uh, um like the people who seemed a bit more in flux figuring that out and everybody else i felt like i knew where we stood i guess this is it's something particularly on my mind because mm-hmm. i ran into someone this past weekend in iowa that it's like we were at a very like specific I'm I'm going to stop talking in generalities and maybe she ends up listening to this episode and then, hey, hi, sorry for including <laughs> you in the podcast. I'm not going to include your name because I don't want to like call you out like that without making sure it's okay with you first. So, but like, so it's someone that I dated in college mm-hmm. and like, I'm really glad that we dated because like it was a very like fun relationship to be in, but like eventually we broke up. And the breakup didn't go super great. Um, And so, like, afterwards, it was very clear, like, we weren't talking to each other anymore. Like, we weren't, like, immediately afterwards, like, we weren't friends right afterwards at all. Um, And so, like, things like that, like, that was a real bummer for me. Because, like, this was a person who, like, I really cared about and, like, I still generally thought that she was like an amazing person and was like it was the type of person that i still like wanted to have in my life Mm -hmm. because they were super cool it was just that at that point i figured out that like 
us being in a relationship together wasn't the best thing because we relationship wise just weren't very compatible in terms of like what we needed out of a relationship and what we could provide to our partner in a relationship um and so like we went for kind of a year without really talking at all um and then like we texted back and forth like once or twice during this past year i guess um but then i just like ran into them this weekend and like talked to them for a couple minutes and then i was just like you know what i want to like see this person i want to actually like talk to them more so i got breakfast with them while i was in iowa and like we actually got to like talk for we hung out for like a couple hours and actually talked and like it was really fun and it was really awesome to like reconnect with someone and to kind of it felt like i was like starting to build that friendship back from the point where it was like we were in a definitive place of like we weren't really friends anymore but it was like a relationship that like i wished was in a different place and so i guess i i made a deliberate action to try to change that and i think it's somewhat changed things like i hope that we can continue to be in touch um because like i still am like curious about their life and like how things are going for them so Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just i guess that's why it like popped up in my head because i feel like i had at least some success with it and i have I guess I have lots of relationships in my life right now where it's just, like, I don't know if I'm, like, totally satisfied where this is because, like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you have the right intuition for this, and it's the same sort of thing that I did. Like, you try and reach out to people if you think that you want to reach out to them, and you see what happens. Like, there's not, you know, there's no uh, secret to that. I think it's just sort of uh, trying to figure out how to do it in a way that makes sense. And yeah. obviously for myself, like I've struggled it with it before. And there are people who, even though like, like I consider them friends and that I can talk to them about stuff, there's still a part of you that can sometimes just feel nervous, like overstepping some boundary that seems to be there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a simple boundary, like, oh, we we are just like a couple people who have only ever hung out in a group. And I would like to hang out with you just one-on-one. You know, like, even just that sort of a step can be super nerve-wracking. Yeah, because you don't want to be that, like, weird person who's, like, stepping outside the bounds of what your relationship is. Exactly, yeah. But just, like, I mean, I don't know, like, that, to some extent, that's how I assume that it happened with, like, you and I becoming friends. Oh, There was some period of time where we only ever hung out in groups. Yep. And then some pow... Like, we decided we started hanging out together a few times. Like, but again, like, that was that was quite a, you know, relatively a long time ago at this point, And I don't remember the specifics about how a lot of that stuff happens. I do. Well, I mean, you can feel free to enlighten me. <laughs> all, all I remember is I feel like there's one night that we went to Devani's and we got pizza together. Or something. Oh, I don't remember kind of familiar. what we did. But it was you, me, and someone else, and the someone else left very quickly, and we stayed there for a while. And oh, I was like, really? oh, yo. I think, it was, I think that might have been, like, one of our first times hanging out with just, like, the two huh. of us. Because, honestly, my biggest memory is just, like, the summer before senior year, I guess. Maybe summer before college, whatever it was, when we played a lot of tennis. Like, that's my biggest memory. Yeah. And then sort of, like... That's also probably a yeah. big chunk of it, too. Like, that definitely was, yeah. 
But I just uh, remember the Devani because it seems weird for me to remember it. <laughs> I like I don't want to say that I totally remember it because I don't want to just pretend or like make up in my head that I do remember it. But like I'm gonna throw something out there. I, I feel like if I'm remembering the correct event, part of me feels like. I didn't get pizza and I got lasagna. And I might be thinking of the totally wrong situation. I don't remember that detail. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't got to, gone to Devani's many times in a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Well, we turned out okay. I think that you can make it work with other people. Yeah, I hope I know so. other people aren't as superb of a human person as I am, but, you know. Okay, we can't all have the best podcast partner. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> I guess you know that better than me, but... Uh.